Hey you guys, it's Angie and you're listening to Sincerely Angie. I cannot believe I just said that. Like, I have a podcast. I have been wanting to do a podcast for the longest. I listen to so many podcasts and every time I'm listening to a new episode of one of my favorite podcasters, I'm just like, ugh, I want to do this, I want to do this. But I've made excuses after excuses and gave many reasons as to why I couldn't or didn't do it. But I'm over that now. And I'm recording. And you're going to get this. All of this. You're going to get it. I have a blog. Sincerely. AngieM.tumblr.com where I talk about almost anything. You get a little bit of inspiration, some motivation, some a little bit of poetry, maybe a short story or two, a DIY project, how to, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's everything. And that's what this podcast is going to be, but it's just it's going to be conversational style. So, it's not just um it's not it won't be like interviews or anything like that. It'll just be two people having a conversation how I would normally do if I'm sitting on the phone for hours and hours like I tend to do. Uh that's what it's going to be. Now, the sound quality may not be the best. I'm a work in progress. We're getting there. It shall surely come. I'll tell you that. But the quality won't be in the sound at first it'll be in the message whatever it is that i am trying to portray to you that's where the quality is going to come and i just made that up so let's let's just go with it so yeah the, the message is where you'll find the quality not in the sound at least not yet because the sound shall surely come i'm going to get it together um i'm new to this podcasting thing so I, i'm still a work in progress but we're going to make it all come together it's going to be it's going to be lovely We're going to have a great time over here. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. I hope that you enjoy. This very first episode is going to be about God. I do believe that we should include God in all things that we do. So therefore, this very first episode is going to be how I knew that God was real to me. Again, I hope that you all enjoy. Stay tuned and uh, give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. So my moment comes, I believe I was about 19 when this happened, Um, but let me rewind it a little bit. I started going to church on my own at the age of 17. Now, I did not come from a praying family or a church-going family, a preaching family. I did not come from that. I did not go to church as a child. I knew that God was real. I knew that he was someone that I should believe in, but I did not have that relationship like I should have. I was not, um, the only thing my mom ever talked about with God was Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, that prayer. So that's the, I knew it word for word growing up. She, that was her favorite scripture. So that was the extent of my relationship with God coming up. So when I got a car at 17, I started to go to church, go to church by myself. Um, and I was going to church for about a good two years. And so I'm building up my relationship with him in a church that I was going to, um, uh, that I still go to. My pastor, he is a teacher and he legit goes and he grabs scriptures and he breaks them down and give you examples of what it's talking about that makes it a little bit more easier for you to understand so 
I was learning in these uh, couple of years, but there was one moment when something stuck out like a sore thumb. So I was reading my Bible at home one day. I don't remember if it was day or night, but one day I was reading my Bible and I usually just open up the Bible and then point at a scripture and read it from the beginning. So when I pointed at a scripture, I saw the word charity. And so I'm reading it just trying to see what charity meant. So I went to the beginning of the 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 scripture and then I read through it and it mentioned charity so many times and I, I still did not understand what charity meant in the context of that particular scripture. Now I was reading the Holy Bible, the King James Version, not the New International Version, not the uh, uh, Amplified Version. I was reading the King James Version, you know, that has the thouest and thy and thou, you know, where you at this time, I didn't know if thy meant him or me. I didn't know if thou meant you or me. I was I was still learning it. So, so when I see charity, I'm like, what does this mean? I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand what it meant. And so I go and I, I scroll to another page and it said, whoever readeth and not understand what they readeth or something like that. And I'm like, I slammed, I slammed the Bible. Like I, I close it. I'm like, okay, this is too much. I don't know what's going on. So I go to church. The next Sunday and the pastor is preaching and in the middle of his sermon, he stops and he says, charity means love. He said, I don't know who that was for, but charity means love. And then he went back to teaching what he was preaching on. And I probably turned white as a ghost in that church and you could have knocked me over with a feather. I mean, it blew me away that this man answered a question that I had been asking myself all week. And now this was when I was 19. So there was no Google at the time, or if there was, I didn't have access to it. Um, I could have, I may have looked in a dictionary. I don't even know if I did or not, but the answer got to me and I, I just, I could not believe it. And I'm like, I, I didn't tell anyone about this because of course, like I said, I don't come from a church going family. I don't come from a family that you know, it's hard or big into church. So I didn't talk to anybody about this. I was going to church by myself as a teenager, you know, so nobody my age was doing this. Nobody, nobody around me, my friends or, or close siblings or whatever, they weren't going to church like I was. Um, now I had an older sister, uh, two older sisters that go to church a lot. One lives in a different state and another sister, I used to go to her church, but, um, I mean, my age, like my sisters are older than me. So I didn't have that. So I had no one to talk to. But the fact that the answer came to me the way that it did, I knew that that was nobody but God, no one but him. Because I hadn't told anybody about this, you know. So, and I, it wasn't the universe answering me or anything like that. No, it was all God. That was God. Nobody but him. And I just, at that moment, I knew that, he was real, he was living, and he was definitely listening to me. And he knew that he had to get it to me in a way that I would receive it and in a way that I would know that it was nobody but him. And I'm appreciative of that. I'm grateful for my pastor for being obedient and being open to listen to the word of God and to be obedient enough to to do what God told him to do. God spoke to him at that moment and said, hey, say this. And he stopped and he said it. And it reached who it was supposed to reach. I mean, I get chills every time I think about it. It is it's just, it's, 
amazing the way he works. He has not failed me yet. And I'm so grateful that I know him and that I have a relationship with him. And I I just I have no other words when it comes to how amazing he is. Words can't even describe how good God has been to me. Um, and I hope that this helps somebody to find their aha moment or their moment with God and him. Um, I encourage you to spend some time with yourself and spend some time with God. If you haven't had your moment yet, or if you don't really know what your moment may have been, just spend some time with yourself and spend some time with God. And I, and I, I assure you that you'll get your moment. And it's nothing like seeing God show out in your life. You know, I can go on and on. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful to be able to share this story because I've told a few people that I know that, you know, would relate or understand this story. But for me to be able to share it on a platform such as a podcast, well, it's going to reach hopefully so many people. Um, I just I hope that it inspires someone to find their moment or to uh, gain a better relationship with God. And if you have a story that you would like to share, feel free to email me. Or um, leave a comment wherever you can. (laughs) Um, Also, if you um, don't want to just send it to me, post it on your Facebook page or on your Instagram story or something like that. Share your moment. Somebody may need to hear that thing to help them along their journey. So you never know who you may be helping. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed this um, episode and um, stay tuned because I have a whole lot more in store. Thank you. So this next segment of the podcast, I want to introduce someone very special in um, my friend and mentor, DJ. Greetings. Sincerely, Angela. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in sharing your thoughts or your story it's my pleasure i really appreciate it okay so um the podcast this episode that we are on right now i talk about how i knew god was real to me how i knew he was real to me do you have a story or like an aha moment or do you have anything that tells you or that may have made you know when he was real to you um, I do, I do, uh, and certainly uh, I look forward to sharing during this particular podcast uh, because I think that everybody who has a relationship uh, with God has had an aha moment. Um, I think that there were people that have influenced that aha moment, and I think what happens is you get your own aha moment. Uh, many times what we do is we hear other testimonies or other aha moments from other people, and it kind of gets us to asking, okay, so when will I get my own aha moment? Mm-hmm. And so when you get your own, you certainly know that it is your own. And it's one that you can kind of call out for yourself and probably store it until it's time to share. Okay, so um, you are saved and you have a relationship with God. Yes. So tell us a little bit about a little bit about the start of it, I guess. Or maybe your aha moment. You can start mm-hmm. off with that and we can branch off from there. Well, for me, the start of it um, was probably my rearing 
two older family members. Uh, my grandmother uh, is the one that introduced me to uh, things about God uh, through various bedtime stories and through various um, attendance in, in Sunday school and church service. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you hear everybody else with a story or what we like to call in the church, everybody having their own testimony. And so for me, uh, just kind of coming up, you really are just going through the motions until you really do have your aha moment. Uh, you really start to find out for yourself when people talk about uh, he did this or he delivered me from that. And so the question is, okay, so do I live by other people's testimony or will I ever have my own? And so for me, my aha moment occurred right before I was supposed to get baptized. I had already made the confession, but the actual submersion in the water had not taken place. Okay. And so the Sunday before I was supposed to do that, uh, I was in an accident whereby uh, I had gotten hit by a truck. And so uh, it did not uh, obviously fatally harm me, but of course it injured me really bad in terms of my wrist and my leg. And so you often hear people talk about uh, how God saved them or how God delivered them out of something or even how, you know, God had blessed them with something and it seems like as soon as God blessed them with something, uh, out of nowhere comes what we call the enemy who is real and who exists. Yes. And so I saw this as a moment of, hmm, I had just made this particular confession and believed in my heart what was necessary in order to become what we call saved. Mm -hmm. uh, and this happens. So I, I like to think of this as my aha moment because this occurred right before I was supposed to go into the submersion of the war. Right. So I, I saw that as, hey, uh, here's an episode where I had made a confession, had given my life to the Lord, uh, yet the enemy could have easily taken me out inside of that because not many people uh, survive being hit by anything. Right. So this was a moment uh, for me, and it was a true testament that, you know what, I had made a confession and that this God is real simply because that was a saving moment for me. So physically that was a saving moment for me. Now along the time, or as I've gotten older, there have been a number of moments, but right there at that particular moment, I knew that God was real because uh, this God could have really injured me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was able to recover, thank God for that, but it kind of set the course on that. I needed to be mindful that, hey, God is real, but this person that opposes you that they talk about is real as well. Yeah. But God equips us, and God has taken care of us, or God has prepared us. Now the question is, if I have been equipped, am I using the equipment? We can all be given equipment, but if you don't use it, then what good is the equipment? Right. So that's my aha moment. And how old were you when this happened? I was 12 at the time. Wow. Well, that's that's a blessing because at 12 you decided to give your life over and at 12 you had an accident that also was an aha moment for you so you were pretty advanced I would say uh, I was probably because uh, from I guess toddler on up mm -hmm. uh, I attended the Sunday schools the vacation Bible schools the Bible study um, it was mandatory um, I think there's a difference now, and I guess at that time, um, you really didn't have any options. This is what you were going to do. This is what you were being trained to do. 
Uh, and I think what was happening was it wasn't more so a force now that I look back on it. It mm -hmm. really was a, a preparation or a staging so that you can come into knowing uh, who this person is that we all talk about and who we all talk about leaning on and depending on. Mm -hmm. So I think it was at the time it was their method of how they were going to get me to know who this person was. Mm -hmm. So uh, that happened with the bedtime stories of the books that she would read. That happened on uh, having my own Sunday school books and, and having to have my own Bible and being questioned where my Bible was and, and not coming to church without your Bible. Uh, now we're in a technological age where we can just flip open the phone yes. and open up the Bible app. <laughs> but uh, for me it was, you need to carry your Bible. Mm -hmm. So yes, I, I had that aha moment. And I think that everyone has an aha moment um, who has a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, you and I talked about this concerning religion and relationship. And I think the difference simply is this. One puts a burden on you to try to live up to something that you can't live up to. Mm -hmm. The other one sets your mind at ease to let you know that I've already fulfilled something for you. Now you need to just accept what I've fulfilled and you need to carry out the necessary actions to, to let it be known that I fulfill that. Right. Uh, so many times with religion, people will saddle us with their beliefs. Yes. Their beliefs may not necessarily be biblical. Mm -hmm. They'll saddle us with uh, judgment, which of course nobody wants to be judged, but uh, that's a whole nother conversation. Yes, it is. <laughs> but they'll saddle us with their expectations. And it seems as though nobody stops and asks, okay, so what is God's expectations? Yes. Because in the end, that's the person that you've got to please. Mm -hmm. and, and I like to say it like this. Um, the job um, that is posted, known as people pleasers, nobody should ever apply for that job. Because it's so inconsistent that you would never fulfill your duties in that job. Right. And most of the time when people don't fulfill something, uh, they get frustrated. And when they get frustrated, they will lash out and say things or do things they have no business doing. Mm -hmm. And so surely the God that has saved us is not looking to put pressure on us like that. At all. So, um, so relationship is better. I agree. People should embrace relationship and find out about this uh, relationship or find out about this God who really, really wants to have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I recently um, posted on my Facebook page um, because I just I have been thinking we tend to stay in situations that we know we probably shouldn't stay in we um, like jobs or whatever the case may be we do a lot of things that we shouldn't do and we stick with it for as long as we can but the very first time that something doesn't go our way as it relates to I guess what we may have prayed for, or what we were believing God for, we just abandon Him and we leave Him alone. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we can deal with all of these other things and, you know, just kind of, we stick with other things, but when it comes to Him, we drop, we leave Him at the drop of a dime. Something's not going right in the church, you leave the church. Something's not going right at home and you stop praying or something. Like, why, why do you think it is that He's the first person we turn our backs on when He's never left our side? Generally, that's a person whose faith has not been totally developed. Uh, faith is actually the basis, or it's the foundation upon what it is that we believe. 
and what we and who we believe. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably no different than you know um, earthly relationships that you have. Some people you don't trust, and so uh, you don't stick around with, for folks who you don't trust. Uh, you don't engage them as often if you don't trust them. And what happens is that's because you don't know them. So if we would take the time to get to know God, get to know his voice, get to know certain attributes about him, mm -hmm. then I think we would be better off in terms of making decisions. Um, only God can tell us when to get out of something simply because he's all-knowing. So he knows when it's best to exit or he knows yeah. when it's best to stay put or what we like to call uh, hold your tongue. <laughs> uh, so we tend to take it upon ourselves. And what happens is, you got to understand, uh, folks who are saved in the beginning, they're bringing habits mm -hmm. into a relationship. Yes. <laughs> and those habits, all of them may not necessarily be beneficial. All of them may not necessarily be healthy. So most of the time, what people will do is we'll revert back to what feels comfortable, whether it's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of it is this. You have a patient God who has uh, put things in order for us should we believe him. Mm -hmm. um, it really is true when it says that without faith it's impossible to please him. Yeah. So the thing about it is we've got to have faith. We've got to have faith. And, and, and let me say this. Uh, faith is not like a microwave where you want to just put it in the microwave for about maybe 30 seconds, as we call it, nuke it for 30 seconds <laughs> and think that it's going to be warm. Mm -hmm. uh, faith, a part of this relationship, is supposed to be an lasting thing. Yeah, uh, It's an endearing thing. And so we've got to be able to make sure that we develop our faith. Uh, I've often said this. One of the most important things that a believer or somebody who's been saved can do is get to know God. Mm -hmm. You've committed your life to Him. Now the most important thing to you is to get to know God and to get to know God and also develop your faith. Yeah. Because when you do that, then you can make those decisions. Then you can make those decisions that are pleasing to Him. Then you'll recognize the voice to be able to say, okay, go right or go left. Mm -hmm. uh, then you'll be able to recognize the, the voice that says, okay, this is not the job. Now I want you to come off. You just, you just, you just, you never cease to amaze me. Well, God never ceases to amaze us. <laughs> you uh, speak so eloquently, especially when you're talking about God. You And you can go into great detail mm -hmm. about what you believe in. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's always amazing. Well, um, I think the faith part is, is important. Uh, we need a foundation. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think, like with anyone... When you're fond of somebody, you can elaborate on them uh, a great deal. Yeah. And uh, I have a, a, a fondness for God because when I look at um, the things that he's already done, and I don't mean just the superficial things that people see. Mm -hmm. When is the last time we ever really thought about God protecting us from unseen things? How about things that you have no idea was lurking that, around the corner mm -hmm. or no idea this was getting ready to happen yet you had an urging to move or you had an urging to make this decision or you had an urging to pause and don't go or something like that yeah. so you know yes God takes care of our needs in this world 
where needs are very prevalent. Mm -hmm. But the things that we have no idea, and I'm certain that yes. there are some things that we have absolutely no idea that he's taking care of for us. Mm -hmm. So I, you get I, a chance to do that. I always, um, I always have that feeling when I'm driving. And I get behind a car that is driving so slow, mm -hmm. and then I get into the next lane, and the next car is driving slow. And I'm like, okay, God, maybe you're trying to slow me down. Maybe you're trying to tell me, hey, I don't need you to get to where you're going right now. Something else is getting ready to happen that way. I need you to just slow down, you know. Mm -hmm. So every time I'm in that situation, I think of that. I'm like, he's, he's probably trying to keep me away from something, you know, preventing something from happening to me. Uh, and that's important. Uh, because what that simply tells me then is that you're sensitive to the urges of God. You know, uh, some people make a big deal out of it by simply saying, oh, I didn't hear him verbally. Yes. But there are a number of ways to communicate. If yes. you've ever taken a communication class, you'll know that there is a verbal communication, there is nonverbal communication. Um, so communication comes in various forms. Mm -hmm. And this is a God who can use just about every avenue that he needs to use in order to get the information to you or to get some type of uh, um, urging to you. And that was my next question to mm -hmm. you, or my next comment to you. For those people out there who may be listening and they don't know how to hear God when he speaks to them, what would you say to that person? For me, I, um, I don't hear the actual voice like most people say they hear, but I get signs from him and the signs stick out like a sore thumb and sometimes they are not so noticeable and then it just it becomes repetitive at some point and then I'm like okay well I need to look into this and I actually just mentioned to you about something that kept popping up in my life and I asked you for your explanation on it so that's how he speaks to me through signs but what would you say to the person who does not know how to hear his voice or what advice would you give them a very simple it's called spending time. Um, when we first started out this podcast, uh, you spoke. And I'm almost certain that uh, in times past when I've spoken to you verbally or over the phone, though I don't see your face, I recognize your voice. And the reason why I recognize your voice is because over the course of time, I've interacted with you enough to recognize that, oh, this is sincerely. And so... What I would encourage somebody to do is, you've got to be able to spend some time. And that time, what is happening during the time that you're spending is that he's nurturing you. Mm -hmm. Like a baby, you got to nurture the baby. And so, of course, the baby becomes accustomed to certain things. Yes. And with God, you become accustomed. You don't want to get to accustomed to the point where you become so familiar with him that you're just looking in one direction. Mm -hmm. But the point is... If you're spending meaningful time with him, you will know. Now, the Bible is very clear where he speaks by his word. And so you that would mean that you've got to know his word. Well, it doesn't just fall out of the sky. You can't just put the Bible on top of your head. It's You really do have to spend meaningful time. You have to spend time being taught. You have to spend time meditating. Mm -hmm. And so... These are the ways in which people will learn how to hear God. Okay. So, I think um, 
I think that this is interesting. Do you have anything that you would like to leave us with or any other comments mm-hmm. as it relates to God or any epiphanies or anything like that? Well, simply this. My encouragement to every believer or to every potential believer is this. Relationship matters. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Build the relationship and you'll come to know God. Be open to Him, and He's always going to be open to you. Uh, God is not looking for you to be perfect, and when I say that, I don't say that as a justification of doing anything wrong. But what I am saying is, He's looking for you simply to be willing. Are you willing to spend time? Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to be taught? Are you willing to grow? Are you willing to exercise your faith? Because I'm telling you, in this relationship, you are going to have to exercise some faith. Um, and that happens for every believer. Yes. Um, we've got to get out of trying to um, build this relationship in the way that the world builds it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the way he would have you to build it. Uh, God has placed more than enough examples before us to be able to take a look at how and what they did. Mm-hmm. And study those things. Take a look at it. Uh, I like to tell people all the time. With God, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Find out what he has done for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Study what he did. And then, of course, carry out how they did it. Everybody had to have faith. Mm -hmm. Everybody had to have faith. And so that's the basis of it. Relationship, relationship, relationship. And I tell you, you are definitely going to be fulfilled because God never, never, in all caps, disappoints. I agree. Thank you so much, DJ. It's been a pleasure and uh, definitely a blessing. So thank you so much. My pleasure, sincerely. My (laughs) pleasure. You're going to have to come back. Hey, my door is always open for invitations as long as you're having (laughs) me. I got you. I got the perfect episode for you, too. Thank you. DJ, before you leave, can you do me a huge favor and send us off with a prayer? Sure, sincerely, Angela. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you as always for every opportunity you give us in order to pray to you and in order to interact with you. We thank you for your presence and we thank you for your love. We thank you for your commitment toward us. And God, we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world and we ask that you would continue to give them the strength that they need wherever they find themselves. God, this is a world that has many obstacles and many trials and many circumstances but you've called us more than conquerors through him that love us. And so we thank you that we prevail in every circumstance and in every situation. It is because of your love and it's because of your power, God, that we're able to be who we are, O oh God. And we look for the day, God, where we get better and greater as we walk with you, O oh God. Yes, Lord. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you most importantly for your dear son and thank you for the indwelling of Holy Spirit. We leave this place today, O oh God, with a rejoicing heart and we leave this place, God, with a praise upon our lips and we thank you for all that you do it is in the matchless name of jesus that we pray god amen amen thank you you know and that's what i love that you will pray at the drop of a dime without any hesitation that is beautiful well such a great sacrifice was made on our behalf and so how could you not embrace the opportunity um uh, and when we embrace the opportunity, it's not as though we've arrived, but it is one in which we say, hey, I'm constantly seeking. I'm constantly searching him out mm-hmm. that I may get better in him. 
I kind of like, oh, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. So that's why we eagerly do that. I don't think that God hesitates on us. No. So why in the world should we hesitate on him? That is true. Amen. Thank you. Quite welcome. <laughs>